Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast with your host, me, Anthony J. Here we search out for individuals who've had growth in one way or another during their lifetime. Guys, welcome back to the show. Super happy to be back here. Thank you so much for your time and your energy today as you guys are listening to this podcast. <sighs> what a crazy time we're living in right now. But you guys, I have on a great guest today. And his name is Brian McCormick. He's a fellow nutrition coach. And we just, man, this was such an easy podcast to do. We could have, we could have talked for an easy two hours on this podcast. We went through everything in life. And this is the first time him and I have gotten a chance to, to catch up in some time. Um, we talk, we talk over everything, guys, nutrition, fitness, and actually some baseball talk in the beginning, kind of like uh, where sports are going to be. But more importantly, guys, Brian came on and shared his story, which I believe every male and female who listens to this podcast can relate to. And I actually know so many people who are living in the footsteps of what Brian has grown out of and what adversity he has overcome. And it all started back in the day when he thought the way to get in shape, shredded, build muscle, all those things was because of that bro science nutritional protocol, that diet that everyone was on, the chicken and rice and very low calories going to get you shredded. It's going to put muscle on. And actually, even to this day, it has been debunked 10 times out of 10 that that type of nutritional protocol, that type of diet doesn't work for gains. It doesn't work for muscle growth. It only works for fat loss. And let me tell you what, when you live in a caloric deficit for so long, you are just destroying everything positive in your body. Your sleep goes down the drain. Your hormones go down the drain. The, the way you act towards people is actually influenced by the exact way that you feel because of your nutrition and how you are or not working out. And that's the thing that Brian gets into too. He was working a job where he sat all day long and he ended up gaining 28 pounds because of it, eating this bro, this the bro science nutritional protocol, the bro science diet. And he just thought that's what you did. You know what? A lot of people, including myself back in the day, that's where we all start. We flip over, we flip open a magazine and we take it for granted. And we, we, we put, we put ourselves all in on that one thing that we read. We have to work out like this person in this magazine. We have to work out like that person in that magazine. We have to follow this nutrition plan because that person is doing it. And I want to look just like that. Guys, that is all, all, all such a facade. And most of the time, nine times out of 10, it is fake. Like all the Instagram people that are out there that are, that are telling you you can get this way in 30 or 60 days by eating this diet. That's not it. That's not how it works. Brian breaks it down so simplistically and, and actually more important than that, in such an educational way that this is why we could have talked for two hours because he dives into why protein, why carbs, why fat, why rest over everything is so much more important than going to the gym for eight, eight days in a row, uh, eight times a week and being a cardio bunny. We break it down. We break it down to its most simplistic form and why you shouldn't be doing that. Guys, we touched base on so much. It was such a blast to have him on the show. And I know for a fact that you're going to learn so much so much from him. And guys, he is a fellow nutrition coach, like I have stated earlier when I started this podcast out. But you guys, you guys have to listen to listen to his story and understand that you cannot live, you cannot live in that type of caloric deficit. You cannot live on eating a thousand to twelve hundred to thirteen hundred to fourteen hundred calories a day and pretend that uh, everything's okay and that you feel okay. Like you don't. You don't. And what a great thing is that he talks about at the end of the podcast is if you are in that type of caloric deficit, if you are tracking your food and you've been living in that 1,200 to 1,000 calories a day and you feel like complete shit, 
you need to get on the phone and call him immediately. Shoot him a DM. Shit, shoot me a DM or give me a call too. You guys, we are here for each and every one of you. And he is giving out such such good education on his Instagram page. So please go check him out at Brian McCormick Fitness, I believe it is. Is it Brian McCormick Fitness? I believe we go over that as well. But guys, that is such an amazing time that you're going to get out of this one hour that we are talking. And like always, every nutrition coach comes on here and gifts the community with such an amazing thing. And he is giving 10% off his 16-week program. That is good for the next couple of months. That is the the smallest program he runs is 16 weeks because it takes time and you have got to put skin in the game. If you think this thing is going to be up and down in 30 days, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. Wouldn't you want to put time and effort and discipline into 16 weeks to towards a better you? I believe that answer is yes. You just have to be committed for that time. You can't go Monday through Friday perfect and then blow and binge your weekends every single weekend and, and, and pretend that you're going to get the, the, the body that you want. You pretend that you're going to get to the goals that you need and pretend that everything's going to be okay and that you feel good doing that. You know it. I know it that you don't feel good doing that. Like always, guys, the podcast is brought to you by Ambition Threads Company. Ambition Threads is out of Tennessee ran by the owner-creator, Tyler Gentry. He had come on the podcast a little bit ago, and he gave an amazing gift that is an everlasting gift to this community. It's 20% off any and all apparel orders going forward forever. All you have to do at checkout is put every day at the checkout, and you get 20% off. And guys, go do that. It's not helping me at all. I get nothing from that, but he, uh, he has granted us that, and he is the podcast sponsor going forward. So you guys, 20% off, use every day at the at the checkout for the code every day for 20% off. Guys, thank you so much once again for coming on the Everyday Growth Podcast. We love each and every one of you guys. And with further, without further ado, my man, Brian. My man, Mr. Brian McCormick, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, talking to me, but more importantly, talking to the community, man. I really do appreciate your time and energy today. I appreciate you, man. You're taking me away from the household chores. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't, hey, I don't want to get in trouble for that. So, <laughs> How are you guys doing today, man? How's the weather by you? Uh, it's going good today. It's going to be about 65 today, so can't really complain about that. Dude, it's like you want to be like, yeah, everyone go outside. And the second, you know, other thoughts like, ah, oh, we shouldn't go outside, really. You know, yeah, but it's like, I mean, there's not really an ideal time for this virus, but with the spring just hitting right now, it's supposed to be baseball season, it's a little bit tough. So that's a little disappointing, too. Yeah. Like, uh, so Chicago White Sox opening day should have been a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, fuck, what are we going to do now? You know, like they had a great off season too. And, and I know, I know it was like, we're looking forward to like, this was the year, right? Like yep, exactly. uh, this year to do better than the previous years, you know, obviously, but it was kind of like, we had plans. I'm like, I've never been an opening day. Like I want to go. I've never been to an opening day baseball game. And my girlfriend's parents are humongous Sox fans. So she was brought up as a, like a hard, diehard, hardcore Sox fan. And I'm like, we need oh. to go to opening day. Everyone says it's a blast. It's a great party. It's a great time. And plus opening day was, I believe it was a three o'clock game. So then during the day, we probably would have fireworks at night. And I was like, wah, wah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get it. My one buddy, his father was working for the post office for, I think, 46, 47 years, something like that. Huge Phillies fan, never went to opening day, was going to this year, just retired a month ago, maybe two months at most, and now he can't go. So. No, that's so disappointing, man. He'll be able to go when they have it, obviously, but yeah, he always wanted to go in April. 
Right, right. I wonder how that's going to work because the baseball season's so long as it is. I wonder. And now they're talking about, too, like the football season, they're supposed to add games this year. They're supposed to have more games uh, during the football exactly. season. If that's going to be pushed back, it's like we're just going to have like this plethora of like winter games going on. <laughs> like, no sports for 10 years. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Seriously, we have no idea, right? But how are you guys? How is your household coping with all this? And you guys kind of cooped up a little bit. I know you have a job, too. You can work from home, which is, which is wonderful. I know a lot of people. Um, aren't, aren't able to work from home and stuff like that. So that's a blessing too. But are you kind of kind of getting that I'm cooped up type feeling? Uh, not so much yet. So fortunately, we are able to work from home, like you said. Um, I don't need to go out as much as my wife, I guess. She gets a little more stir crazy. Um, but definitely no sports at night is a little bit different for me, um, aside from everything else. We do try to fit in some walks here and there as well, just to get out a little bit. But it hasn't set in completely for me yet yeah I th- we kind of feel the same way I think there's there's definitely some times where uh where I get a little stir crazy and just take a little quick walk outside and it's okay but you have to just kind of remember like we can handle this you know like this is this isn't really anything that new you know I've been working from home for quite some time and it's one of those things like I'm used to these four walls like it's okay but just being told like you can't go do things you, you're like ah I want to go do things you know <laughs> absolutely just being able to like walk across the street without any worries it's a little bit different right now I mean I'm obviously praying for all the healthcare workers out there right now trying to save everyone as much as possible I mean my biggest worry right now is just if I want chicken I just want to be able to have chicken and not worry about rationing food right now so I know that sounds selfish but that is like my biggest adjustment right now yeah, I think food's a big adjustment for a lot of people too. And you kind of have to start thinking outside the box, you know, like you're going into the stores and I don't know about by you, but I know another coach that I had a podcast with uh, by the name of Josh Pierce. I'm sure you know, Josh Pierce, he's down, yep. in, he's down in Florida and he has like the opposite um, problem that I have up here in the Midwest is our, our protein is kind of scarce here. Like you really got to cook some other things. You're not used to cooking, but all our greens and veggies and produce are abundant. And down by him, he's like, oh, no, dude, it's the complete opposite. He's like, all his greens and veggies are gone in the produ- in the proteins, you know, tons of it. And I'm like, look at that. Just different, different ways. And I'm sure California is probably different. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it depends on what kind of food you get in. But it's, right. it's, we really have to think outside the box, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Virus aside, that's like, I guess everyone's adjusting to that. I'm trying to get frozen jasmine rice. I'm trying to get non-frozen jasmine rice, et cetera, just to kind of have enough space. My apartment is like 700 square feet. So the fridge and freezer, you know, they are not huge whatsoever. So definitely have to be strategic when we go out. Yeah. And uh, what we've done too, uh, my girlfriend was like, you know, we're going to do this. And so what is it called? Like uh, every box or something like that, we get a couple meals, uh, every plate, we get a couple meals from this company and it's like three recipes. You know, they're not, they're not huge meals, but it's nice to sit and cook something right. that's fresh, you know, it all comes, you know what I'm saying? It all comes in a box. It has the recipe card. It's all portioned out and you just kind of go through the five or six or seven steps, cook yep. it up, plate it. And then nice and easy. Yeah. So like we're doing that three times, you know, we bought the three, the three meal package and right now they're actually giving it away. Um, a lot of companies right now are giving away like those boxes for like 30, 40% off just to have something come to your door and they're on time right, right now. So if anyone's listening to this, I don't get a kickback from that, but go look in some of those boxes and like, order a box, get outside the norm and sit and cook with your partner, you know, like chill right. out for a minute. Exactly. And then to add to that, if you are hungry listening to this, do not go to Anthony's page. I have to stay away from his stories whenever I'm starving and not accessible to my fridge. <laughs> oh man, that's it, man. It's just, that's the, that's the ex chef in me, you know, like 
and the food that I cook is so easy, but it's funny you said that because there's so many coaches that come on like, dude, that looks so damn good, you know? <laughs> well, I make like, I try to make everything fresh. So like, I try to have six ounces of chicken instead of making 20 ounces, but I see you making a whole pan worth and I'm like, oh gosh, like, I think I need that actually. <laughs> I can't see, I can't, I can't do it like that. Like, I think that's where I fail. And I think a lot of people do fail when you have to constantly cook your meals. People are like, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go for the easy option. So I'm like, well, what's the middle ground on that? Like my easy option is I batch cook all my proteins and I Absolutely. cook cook four cups, five cups of rice in my rice cooker. If, whoever's listening to this, if you guys don't have a rice cooker, go get a rice cooker. Go on Amazon right now, spend $22, get it delivered tomorrow. It'll come to your house. I have that thing running like every other day. You know, do you have a rice cooker? I do not actually. Hold on one second. Not doing <laughs> one second, one second. I'm going to get it right now. get one. Oh, dude, it's what a lifesaver that is. If, if rice is your carb of choice, I know that's my, my carb source, source of choice when I, everything goes with rice. I mean, you toss anything exactly. on top of it. You know what I'm saying? It's so easy to put down too. Like I love bagels, but if you have like a refeed day, you can't have five bagels in one sitting. It's just not going to happen. So. Dude, you know, <laughs> exactly. You'd be looking like a power lifter belly. You're just tired of chewing after a while. You just get some water. You're like, okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> rice is just fantastic. Like you said, goes with everything. And I do, I do believe like you, everyone has to find like that protein, carbon, fat source that you, you can, your body can use it right away. Like I know when I eat rice, I can eat again in a couple hours. You know what I'm saying? Like it's Absolutely. a real, it's a really good source for me. And then you toss on some lean turkey or some lean chicken on top of that, dude, with some green beans or something, you can just, you can pile that in and like two, three hours later, walk a little bit, come back, you can eat again, which is very healthy after a workout, you know? Yep. And then to add to that as well, when you're planning a workout after you can work out closer to that hour time slot that waiting to you know closer to two because it's just so light on the stomach dude i'm not gonna lie though oh, bagels man i feel like the older i get the less of like those good bagels i can eat man as soon as i eat one bagel it's like <laughs> boom i just feel like I, blow, I feel like i just blow up but there's a really good bagel place i'm sure you got some really good bagel places by you like sandwiches and shit some really good uh, unfortunately those restaurants are closed right now there's one right on the water down the street from us and Damn. Is, so i haven't had a bagel Actually, in about seven weeks, I'd say. This is the longest I've gone in a while. Well, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, since we're on the topic of food and nutrition, you guys, uh, Brian is a nutrition coach, even though he does have a full-time job. That is his pride and joy, and he does love being a nutrition coach. I think that's kind of how we fell across on Instagram, too. I don't even know how we started following each other. It's kind of just like the whole fitness niche, right? Yeah, it's probably just your pan of chicken, and then bam, I just added you. <laughs> That's it. Just pans of chicken, man. If you guys want to see pans of chicken, I'm your guy. But, uh, so how's everything going with your fitness right now? I know things are a little tough, but um, your transformation over the past, I don't know what your pictures are, man, but if you guys want to see those pictures, I don't know if they're still up. You made a post or if it was on your story. I think you made a post about it, but dude, you're looking fucking good, man. Oh, thanks, sir. I'm actually going to add a progress picture this week as well. Um, it's been about maybe 15, 16 months since I actually took my nutrition and exercise seriously. Um, so I'll just go into my story if you don't mind really quick, Anthony. While oh, dude, please. I want to hear all about it. So road. does the community, please. Yeah. So for years, since I've been about 15, 16 years old, love to exercise. I never took my nutrition seriously. I followed what I like to call the bro diet or the bro approach where you eat chicken breast, you eat veggies and nothing but just have water in between. And I would go to the gym sometimes seven days a week, which obviously isn't healthy. Um, I was strong. I had mass, but I had no definition. And I looked like I went to the gym twice a week and took care of my nutrition. I would just have flab all over my body. And I just became unhappy after a while. And 
the trigger for me was when I started working full time in finance. So just to back up a little bit, I went to school for physical therapy, um, wanted to be a physical therapist, had experience working in clinics, and just decided that wasn't for me. Uh, number one, just the amount of loans you had to take out for the doctorate program alone, about like 120K around me. Um, wasn't comfortable with that. I talked to therapists that, you know, obviously did that. They had to, and they were paying two grand in loans for minimum every month. Um, wasn't for me. So I decided to go into finance because you can't go into finance right away. You can always find something. Um, and after my first year in finance, I obviously needed a lot of coffee, but I was drinking, you know, tons of sugar, a lot of the, uh, pre-made coffee packages from Starbucks that you see in acne and whatnot. And I gained about 28 pounds just one year in finance, just sitting down and staring at my computer all day. Zero movement, just zero. Zero movement, movement. no. I, I, go, I go home. So um, along with that, I had about an hour and a half commute each way. Oh. So if I worked out after, the, after work, I was done. Like I might do three, three sets of curls, maybe three sets of bench and go home. I just wanted to go home and sleep, watch sports, and not do anything else. Well, you're talking an easy, you know, 10 to 12 hour day right off, right off your yeah. bat. It's like when you're done with that, especially the commute home, you're basically dipping your head. How many times did you like dip your head on the way home? <laughs> uh, it was bad. <laughs> I tried podcast. I tried listening to different albums. After a while, you just don't even realize that you're on the road. I had many stretches of weeks, months where I would drive and I'd be about halfway, maybe three quarters of the way home. And my radio wasn't on at all. And I had no idea it wasn't on. That's how bad it was. Yeah, that happens some of the times you kind of just like shake your head. You're like, how did I get home? You're like, how the hell did I just get home? You it's know, and scary, it's like, isn't it? It's like, super scary, but it, like, I think that should be a great wake up call for a lot of people listening to this right now. Like, that's tough. You know, that should tell you what's really going on in your life right now if you have something that goes on like that. So, where are you working at right now? Are you still that far away? Or so, right now, I have my shortest commute ever about 20 minutes door to door. So awesome. I take a quick, you know, five to eight minute subway ride to my office and just walk a couple of blocks. So it is really, really nice. Dude, that is awesome. So where does that, where did you get into wanting to be a nutrition and fitness coach? Are you more on the, the personal training side of it? Or like, I know your stories. And if you guys need to go follow Brian McCormick, because your stories are laid out beautifully on what you should be looking at for nutrition. So where did you kind Thanks, of, man. yeah, no problem, man. And I, I appreciate that too, because like I always say, that keeps me accountable too. I'm like, damn, man, this dude's always on point. I got to put something out there. You know what I'm saying? So it really does. It, it helps appreciate us. Nutrition. Love, dude, it, it helps us, us nutrition coaches really, you know, and that's what, that's another thing about being held, held each other accountable. Like we hold our clients accountable, our friends, our loved ones when they want it, obviously. But we do that too with each other and coaches, you know, we're always sending each other DMS, liking pictures, making comments because it's like, Oh yeah, I haven't talked about that for a while. It's like, let's talk about that now. So where did that kind of, where did you transition into like, I'm going to try to keep going this route and try to help some people out. Absolutely. So I'm 28 pounds heavier in finance after my first year, I decided that I don't want to look like this. You know, I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, what the hell happened? Like literally it wasn't just an overnight thing. It was like a gradual you know, process. And then one day I just said, no, like, I can't do this anymore. Um, so I tried doing the bro diet again, just thinking I can just eat less. I was doing a lot of starvation for lack of a better word. I can say fasting, but it was more starvation. I would try to eat less than like 1200 calories a day and working out six times a week and just didn't work. I actually got heavier because of that. My cortisol was raised among other factors that were into it. And 
it was a lot of trial and error, to be honest with you. Um, I spent about two years just guessing and guessing and guessing. And I found that, I'm sure you can relate to this sometime in your journey before that, after I had that pump, after I went to the gym, two days later, it looked like I didn't even exercise. It was horrible. You're like, what the hell's happening? So the more I saw that, the more I went to the gym and I just eventually got tired and just took a break from the gym. And I actually had a colleague that sat in front of me in one of my newer roles and he was into bodybuilding and he's like, you know what, like you can change this. Like it doesn't have to be like this. You can have bread, you can have pasta. You don't have to starve yourself until lunchtime today. And he taught me a few things here. And from there, I just took off from once I learned everything, once I applied it to myself, it just took off from there. And I've been, you know, just much healthier or more healthier uh, ever since. What was your, uh, what was your top weight when you gained all that, when you gained that 20 some pounds? I was up to 203 at one point. I'm about five foot nine, five foot 10. So what are you sitting at? What are you sitting at right now? Sitting at right now, I'm at like 162. So my current coach right now has me in an amazing cut and just feeling really good. Awesome. What's your, what's your calories right now that you're having on the cut? Uh, right now on exercise days, I have about 2,400 calories. And then on rest days, I have about 2000. There you go. Yeah. So a little extreme, it's a little, little extreme of a cut, but Hey, it's working for you. And you've, you've actually, obviously you've obviously adhered to it. Cause what's your, what's your maintenance weight at? So how much weight have you lost um, on this cut and where were you, where do you usually sit at? I usually sit between anywhere from 170 to 180. Just okay. really depends on what time of year it is. Um, if holidays pass or anything like that. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm going to start gaining 10 more pounds or so in my next phase right now. But yeah, this is the lightest I've been honestly since senior year of high school. Holy shit. Yeah. That's got to feel good, man. Feels pretty good. I feel a little smaller now, obviously any guy will always say that, but it's all for the better. But that's, that's a, that's looking through your biased eyes though, man. You don't look small. You, you got, you got some mass on you, especially now that you're all cut up. You look damn near fucking stage ready. So congratulations on that, man. You look really well. So how are, how are you feeling through this cut? I'm uh, feeling really good actually. So I don't have any fatigue during the day. My workouts feel amazing for the first time in years. Um, every workout I'm just executing, executing, making sure that I have that progressive overload and yeah, just feel all I can say is really amazing right now. I think that has, you know, we can really say a lot about that too. Cause it's like you are, you know, methodically looking at your calories day to day. Obviously when you guys are on a cut, you know, 100, 200, 300 calories, you start fucking around with that. You can really put yourself in the negative or you can put yourself, you know, back in way past the positive that you want to be in. It's like, so, but watching yourself and eating those types of calories and trying to probably fill your plate up with a lot of veggies and stuff like that too, because you don't really have, you know, 2000 calories for a guy like you who works out all the time. It's kind of on the low end, but then on those good workout days, you get 24, which is, that's great. I mean, it's great. Someone as, 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 as light as you are, but it's like we, we're training ourselves to look at this food and you're getting in the correct amount of macro and micronutrients every single day. I'm sure that helps out a lot with how good you feel right now. You're not going 500 calories down, 300 up, 200 down, 100 up. You know, it's like you're, you're gradually staying there. And plus you said progressive overload, which I think a lot of people don't really understand when they're trying to cut. You could probably get in a little bit about that. But guys, it's all about lifting weights still. Like you don't turn into a cardio buddy here. Yeah. When people hear progressive overload, I'm sure you can relate. They think of going from 30 pound dumbbells to 50 pound dumbbells, and it doesn't have to be that complicated. It doesn't have to be that drastic. It can literally be lifting the 30 pounder one more time next session, you know, doing one more set. If you're up to it, one more session, you know what I mean? It can be these small minute details that you execute on that can make the biggest difference in your results. 
And then you can even do like, if you're doing like, let's just say four sets of 10 of whatever exercise, go ahead and pick your poison, have that fourth or have a fifth set of like uh, a super set of an AMRAP of that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Just, just sit there and just, just cash that shit out and make that blood flow. Have a couple yep. reps of like little English reps in there, have two or three English reps and call it a day. That is doing different than what you've done the day or the week or the month before. It's like these little things. I think a lot of people have to like, I know, write out this program and go spend this money on this program. It's like, dude, just add another set. And if you can't get 10, get five. You're still doing absolutely. It's all about the, wh- the weight. Believer in logging your exercise is just like you log your nutrition because are you going to remember last Thursday if you had nine and a half reps of curls or 10 reps? Because that's a huge difference. You know what I mean? That's a huge difference. And I think that's another huge problem is people go in to the gym without a plan at all. And that's the same thing with nutrition, right? If you don't have a plan, you're not going to gain weight if you want to get bigger and you're not going to lose weight. That's the same thing. It's like you will not lose weight if you're not tracking your food, period. Absolutely. So where are you at kind of now with us, a lot of your clients too? Are you trying to push a lot of nutrition online and fitness online or are you kind of figured that kind of out right now or are you kind of just at a stalemate right now? Uh, so I've added a few clients over the past two weeks, but right now I'm just trying to help people. If it turns into a client, like that's great. Obviously, I would love to go into this full time, but right now just helping others. I've had numerous conversations over the past three weeks where I'm like, hey, like I don't care if you're a stranger. I don't care if you're a client. I don't care if you're family. Give me a call. Give me a text. What do you have around your house? Do you have a gallon of milk? Do you have a suitcase? Do you have a backpack? Whatever we can do to add tension to your workout, let's do it because this is not a time to lose your progress. I love that too. And you definitely are showing that on your, on your stories as well. You bought a couple of bands and you're doing some push-ups with bands and showing some workouts oh, here and there. Push-up. <laughs> Bro, I think I've done more push-ups uh, in the past like four weeks than I have in like the last three years, I swear to God, with all the challenges yeah. going on and just trying to, <laughs> just trying to like keep, ten- you know, keep yourself under tension. And it's like something as simple as that is like, tempo push-ups or tempo air squats like go ahead and have fun with that guys you know absolutely and that band pack i'm very cost effective but it was about 84 dollars with tax i think and it was worth every penny you feel like you are benching 225 using that band that's awesome yeah we just uh my uh my girlfriend surprised me and she uh went on amazon and we didn't buy it at once we bought trx straps you know yep. and they're not they're not the cheapest thing in the world you know trx that brand is like the nike of suspension trainers you know you could probably find another cheaper suspension trainer out there, but it's probably just not put together as well right. as, as, as the actual TRX because it was made by Navy SEALs, you know? So it's like, it's a little pricey. It's close to 200 bucks, but it's like, hey, we can make three payments on it over the next couple of months and you have it. So like, that's another cool thing too. And let me tell you something, dude. Let me tell you something. You want to feel weak as shit? <laughs> Get on a TRX suspension trainer, man, because the things that they have you do through the app and the time you're supposed to be yep. doing movements for 45 seconds. Like that's it's no, amazing. that's no joke, dude. Like I got yep. done. I couldn't move my arms. I was like, okay, there's no more, there's zero more blood that can fit in my arms. There's <laughs> no way I could do that. That is momentum reduction right there. You are just literally lifting that tension the whole time. And you're supposed to, and that's the thing too. It's funny how we think about it differently. Like it's almost like that's a, that's how we should be in the gym, right? Like yep. it's, I thought about it this morning. I'm like, dude, my triceps are starting to kill me, right? So I was doing those overhead uh, triceps um, yesterday, you know, doing overhead triceps extensions like you would do with the cable. But yep. when we're in the gym and we have weight on there to add tension, we kind of either put our, we put our butt against the apparatus or we do a split stance where our foot's against the apparatus to hold that right. out to do it. With this, you don't have that. So you're constantly, your core's tight, you're squeezing your butt and it's all body weight movement for 45 seconds bro something that you wouldn't expect from a non-gym you know 
free weight dumbbell, you know, whatever equipment. Yeah. And that's just one of those things too. It's like, dude, you could be doing something at home as easy as that. Or like I said, tempo pushups or tempo air squats, you know? Absolutely. And then to your point as well, like this is not just effective for home workouts. If you go away on business, if you could spend time in a hotel, whichever, you know, go down to your shore house where you don't have any equipment, this could be very useful and a very worthy investment if you get the right equipment. That too. And you could pack up, you could pack the TRX up. You could pack up those bands. They fold up super, easy. dude, toss them in a, in, a, in, a, in a bag and just toss them in, the, in, in your take, take along bag and stuff like that. But where's, um, so what's going on with nutrition right now? I know I've asked a couple of coaches too, and I see that some coaches are kind of like pulling calories from clients and stuff like that right now for the movement. And I just think that that may not be the best bet right now, seeing that the gym only takes about what, 10 to 12% of your daily caloric burn, you know? So Absolutely. From, from there, where's, where is your nutrition? We know, we already know where your nutrition's at, but what kind of are you talking about, uh, talking to your clients about with nutrition right now? So the first week for me, I didn't make any adjustments whatsoever. I wanted to assess by a feedback. And right now, decreasing calories may not be the best move just because everyone, whether they realize it or not, you know, we are under much more stress than we're used to. So I wanted to see where that took everyone. And I've actually added a lot of calories to many clients because they're being much more adherent during this quarantine. I mean, just think about it. You can plan your meals now. You can actually go to the fridge and get you know, grapes or apples instead of having that protein bar that you don't, you know, know you don't know uh, what's in there. So um, it's definitely fun to see the adherence level of many people because I see a lot of others online that are struggling right now. And even my family is like, yeah, I bet your clients are struggling. And I'm like, no, it's the exact opposite. They have so much more time to allocate towards their fitness. I think that's a really good point too, is uh, the fact that we're making better food choices right now, you know, because like, you have to buy some different things. Like I know for a fact that um, I love fruit in general, but now I'm eating a lot more fruit and I have yep. more bananas, more apples, more frozen fruit, you know, more spinach frozen for my smoothies. And it's just funny how that works. It's like, you would think that would be throughout the week because you know, we're so perfect as nutrition coaches. Right. But, um, yeah, absolutely. it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's looking at the quality now has actually made me feel a lot better. And same thing with my clients too. I'm like, Hey, you guys have the time to cook food. Like you have no excuses right now. Right. And I love that we're by our fridge. I, my favorite complaint right now from clients is I stare at my fridge 10 times in an hour or I'm in my kitchen 10 times an hour. And I'm like, that's fantastic because guess what? That's where your water is. So you're more likely to drink water because you want to stay busy with your hands. That's a very good point, man. That's a very good point, man. And I think, are you pushing movement a little bit more? Like get everyone get their knee up a little bit now too? Absolutely. Uh, 10,000 steps a day at minimum. So I have my clients send me their screenshots every day from my fitness pal or whatever step tracker they're using. Um, and I keep telling them, like I tell everyone that's listening on here too, it takes about maybe 10 minutes to get a thousand steps in your apartment, your house, whichever. So it's not difficult. I think many people, when they think about 10,000 steps will say, I can't fit that in right now. Yeah, you probably can fit in 10,000 steps right now, but you can fit in a thousand, 2000, maybe 5,000 in one sitting. So just do it in increments over trying to accomplish the whole task at once. Yeah, exactly. So I think I, we've, Carrie Ann and I go for a lot of walks. So Carrie Ann's my girlfriend, guys, for the community who doesn't know that yet. And if you don't know, you should know. Go back about 30 episodes. You can figure it out for yourself. <laughs> but when we go out, it's like, all right, we're all done with everything right now. We need to take an hour. We do walk for like an hour. We do try to hit 10 to 12,000 steps a day. It's one of those things like, dude, you can wake up first thing in the morning, go walk outside for 15 minutes. You can do, do a couple things, do your work, get your lunchtime, go out after you eat another 15 minutes. Next thing you know, you got 45 minutes to an hour in these small segments, you're segmented and up. It's like, now you got it, you know, and that's yep. a huge thing too. Why, why is the 10,000 step mark something that you push out there so much? Uh, for me, it's just like 
I guess just um, a number in which I find the most results with. Like obviously if you did eight or 10, I can't really tell the difference, but I think 10,000 steps is easy to remember instead of remembering, hey, I have to do 9,500 or I have to do 7,500. It's just a clean, perfect number that people like to see for some reason. And it's just been working for me as a coach so far. Yeah, I like that too. I definitely have that 10,000 down. I know a lot of other people are like, oh, it really doesn't matter. 7,000 is good. It's like, hey, whatever your clients want to hear to, that's good. Whatever works for them in their lifestyle, that's great. But we have to make sure that like, I think 10 kind of puts that mindset out there. Right? Like I have to do it. I have to make it absolutely to do it. It's an extra I, digit. Dude, right, right. It's a good idea. But with that too, it's like, it's putting them in the, and putting your clients in a great mindset. And anyone who's listening to this, try to do it for seven days in a row. You have the time now. Try to do 10,000. If you don't get a lot of movement in, 10,000 is probably horrific for you. So try to add a couple thousand a day. But if you get to 10, you're going to start to notice that, hey, that's going to turn into a skill, right? Over time, you're going to have to do that every day. Because if you don't get it, you're going to be like, I just need to get up and walk. Think of that, that mind Absolutely. shift right there, right? Yep. And I never tell someone to do something that I haven't tried, which is why I love coaching because I'm not going to tell you, hey, this is how you prep for a contest. I've never done that. I'm not going to bullshit you. But to go along with the walking, something that I found out or didn't realize even as a coach is that if you're watching Netflix, for instance, and you have to run to the bathroom, most of the time we don't take our phones. We're not counting our steps to the bathroom. Think of how many times you go to the bathroom a day. There's about 2,500 or more steps left off your phone because you don't have it on you. It's 100% true. I have not been outside yet. And I've been sitting down uh, quite a bit this morning trying to work on some podcast stuff and YouTube stuff. And I'm looking at my Fitbit watch right now and I have 1700. And that's just at this time right now, it's 1130 here. I've just been walking back and forth and around my house. Yep. Now, by the time I get out of the house, I'll probably have around 25, maybe 3000. That's a great head start. You know, like I got a little bit of a head start. And I think that's where people and that's another great thing too. Like we're talking about tracking, tracking calories, tra and what, looking after your workouts, writing down your workouts, what we could be doing. I believe in some kind of tracker, like a Fitbit, man, you can get a cheap one for a hundred bucks. I mean, it's so, Absolutely. you got a Apple watch or a Fitbit or anything like that? I have the Apple watch. Yeah. I just got one like this year too. So nice. how, you, how <laughs> do you like the Apple watch? I love it so far. I don't look at it as much for like text messages. I'm so used to just picking out my phone, but as far as activity, even though it's not 100% accurate, I do love having something to keep me going. You know, it's going to bump me if it wants me to stand up for the eighth hour today. It's going to bump me if I need to take more steps or I haven't taken as many steps as I normally do. So it's just another accountability tool. It's like a pocket coach. It's like a, it is. It's like a, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. What's, uh, so what's going on with, are you trying to get outside as much as you can? Are you kind of staying away from outside? You're trying to work out every single day. Are you doing like two or three workouts a day? How is that kind of working out for you? Yeah, right now I'm just doing one um, weightlifting session per day. And then I'm trying to go outside at least once just to get some fresh air. Um, we do have a roof deck in our apartment building that, you know, nice. less volume, less people walking on it. So I try to get out there too. But as far as walking outside, I try to just do like maybe one big walk around um, areas with, you know, less foot traffic. Are you sticking to a routine or has your routines changed a little bit now since this has been going on? Uh, so my quote unquote gym routine, my workout routine hasn't changed. I still do it during lunch um, for my job. But as far as like the walking and other activity, it's just hit or miss whatever day, whatever the schedule is for the day, I actually go around that. I have been busy as hell with my regular job right now um, since the quarantine. Wow, that's really awesome, man. At least keep your, keep your brain busy a little bit, you know what I'm saying? A little bit. Some, day, some days it drives me crazy. I think if we had this podcast Monday through Wednesday last week, I would have probably just broken down. <laughs> wow, that's the, how many hours are you working now per week? 
Um, so right now it's about like maybe 40 to 50, depending on how busy I am. It's just more of the, I guess, clickability and usage of my computer. I have to go from this window to that window. I'm used to having two monitors and uh. yeah, it's just a pain so far. But I mean, again, I'm fortunate to be working right now, so I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. Right, right, right. What's, uh, what are some things you're looking at to, what could you tell some people right now that are listening to this in the community? Because I know in the past four or five or six episodes I've had on this podcast, we talk a lot about what people should kind of be shooting for as of right now with this quarantine going on and kind of like the mindset of like that fixed and, and that fixed and growth mindset. Or right now that fixed mindset is probably like, well, not, not really like the woe is me, but like sitting around, not doing the things they should be doing. What's some, yep. some, some options that you can kind of give people right now trying to help them out here? Absolutely. So we spoke about trying to fit in 10,000 steps a day. Um, I would definitely recommend trying to get protein in with every meal that you're eating. Um, with your immune system right now, having veggies and fruit every day as well is a necessity in my opinion. I'm trying to fit in maybe three to five exercise sessions per week. You don't have to do seven at all. You don't want to do that, in fact. Um, and then also just taking care of your mental health as well. If you if you think you would benefit more or be less stressed from watching a movie instead of working out for the fifth time this week, then go do it because the stress alone during this has just been so impactful, not only in a positive way, but a negative way as well. So just to take care of your mental health. I think that's an amazing, amazing point you just made, right? Because I think that's everything because without that, you're not going to want to work out without that. You, you are, you are going to want to sit down and, and kind of wrap up in a blanket and watch, you know, 10 episodes of, of your favorite show or a show you don't even fucking like. You're just going to sit, exactly. you're just, just going to sit there anyway. And you're just going to stare at the wall. I think it's really important that we try to stick to somewhat of a routine. Um, I know right. it's, I know it's easy to sleep in a little bit right now. If a lot of people are working from home and, or if they're not working at all, I know I've tacked on a couple hours um, of sleep more in the morning because I, I don't need to wake up at four or five in the morning anymore to get to right. the gym to train, train clients. So I think that's another good point too is like now is a really good time to keep those things in check that may have not been there before. Like if you're used to hitting the snooze button, don't, you know, practice now on just getting up when your alarm goes off and getting right. in the kitchen and drinking some water right away, you know? Do you feel, do you feel like now's the time? Um, I'm trying to push out of my clients too. Do you feel now's the time to try to like conquer some of those negatives that we have in our life? Yeah, absolutely. This is a time where you can actually just sit back and assess, you know, what you could be doing better in just all areas of your life. If you feel like you don't meditate enough, you can now meditate every day if you want to. You don't have that hour, half hour, 20 minute, whatever commute each way anymore. So that's what I'm pushing on my clients right now. Like, I know this is a stressful time. I'm not saying that you can't feel the way that you do. But the point is, we have, you know, much more time right now that we can dedicate to our goal. Um, and then I'm also just pushing, like we've been talking about the TRX, the resistance bands. Many people are on eBay, on Amazon right now, trying to find dumbbells and you don't need that in order uh, to have an effective workout. You definitely don't, man. I think that's just, and not to mention, you're not going to get them right now anyway. I mean, no. everyone's, I mean, let's want to pay 80 bucks. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And of course you got people now who hoarded, you know, all these dumbbells and are selling them for top dollar and stuff like that. It's yep. like, guys, there's so many companies that sell bands. You don't have to yep. get the expensive ones. You can get, there's so many knockoff brands of bands. It's ridiculous. Just get a good set, spend an okay amount of money on it. So you know, you're going to get them. not going to break in the first day, but that's a really good point too. It's like the amount of stress that's in the air right now. I think that's a really good point to talk about how we're trying to conquer that extra cortisol that's around right now. And maybe, Maybe, Brian, you can try to explain to people really quick on like your take on people like, well, the stress isn't the same. We just can't go to work. It's like, no, there's a lot of stress around us right now. And I think we need to shed some light on that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there is a point where 
So let's, let's be break it down this way. Stress isn't the reason that you gained 80 pounds over the last five years. Like that's just too much food. That's all it is really. But as far as if you're losing one pound instead of you losing, you know, five pounds per month, like you're used to, or you're gaining weight, you know, maybe a few pounds here and there, that's just cortisol. That just means you're more stressed. That means that extra, more exercise is not the answer that you might want to relax a little bit more. I suffer from, and I'm sure you do too, Anthony, just, we always feel like we could be doing more. Mm. We're sitting down after our workout, after we get in 10,000 steps, and we're like, I need, to, I need to do more. I barely did anything today. You know what I mean? And we drive ourselves crazy like this. And before we know it, we're working out five times a week, but we're only getting the results for maybe two times a week. That's a huge, huge and awesome point you made because um, I get yelled at all the time by my girlfriend, man, because I'm always like, dude, we always want to do more, right? Like it's, yeah. like, it's it's hard to put work away at times just because we know there's a little bit more that we can do. But that's a, that's a super huge point right now is like, you need to do the work each day and then call it. You know, yeah. I mean, if you hit your, if you hit your 10,000 steps by noon, obviously you don't sit on the couch the rest of the day, but if you hit yeah. your 10,000 steps and it's later and you're like, I'm just going to go out for another hour walk. Like you don't have to, tomorrow's another exactly. day. I think that's a huge point to make is if you stick to these goals, it's a checklist, right? Check, yep. check, 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 check off all the boxes a day. It's complete. You just have to be patient with the process. I mean, yep. dude, look at you patient with the fucking process during this time. Like, like how long, <laughs> how long have you been cut? Like how long has this been so far? Are you on 16 weeks yet? Um, so my full cutting phase right now is about maybe 13. So almost there. Okay. Yeah. So, but I, to that point, I don't think people realize how long that it takes to actually, actually make these changes. Um, I, I guess when I find my ideal client, the biggest mis misconception that they have is that they're going to automatically lose weight the next week. You know, they're going to continue to lose two pounds every week. And that's just not the case. I had no idea how much you've been eating. You tell me that you've been eating a lot. What is a lot? I don't have a metric on that. I used to eat a ton of chicken, a ton of broccoli, but when you lock your food, that is not a ton of food. That's just volume. And I think that's a huge misconception is that when people sign up to be coached by me, that they're going to get results overnight and it's not going to happen. I tell them it's not going to happen overnight, but they don't understand how long the process can be. Yeah, I just recently, um, in, the, in the new year here on January 1st, it's, I changed my entire my entire outlook and uh, resume on it's, it's minimally to work, you know, to be my client, to work with me, obviously we have to be a good fit to begin with. Obviously yep. we do the same thing and we have to be a good fit because guys, that is number one. If, if we're butting heads from day one, it's just never going to work. And there is different coaches and there's different clients out there and we have to have the right coach and have the right clients to have, to have you guys adhere to these programs. But it's a minimum three months. I do a yep. minimum in three months. It has to be, that's minimal because the first month is kind of like, wishy-washy you're learning how to track correctly you adhere to it you don't adhere to tracking you're kind of weighing yourself every other day you're really not taking your pictures the whole i think the whole first month is almost like a wash it's just so Absolutely. much information and education from a coach to a client that it's like it's almost like overload and that first yep. month if if you think something's going to happen in a month if anything's going to happen you your sleep may be a little bit better you may be a little bit more um uh apparent like food may be a little more apparent in your circle but besides that guys not a whole lot can happen the first month absolutely and that's you know again it's a big misconception um for most of my newer clients that i have right now they were barely eating 1200 calories a day so if you're out there right now eating less than 1200 calories maybe even eating less than 1500 calories stop what you're doing and contact someone because that is not going to yield the results that you're looking for i i mean i'm a prime example of that i can show you pictures back then where I've, eat, I've eaten about 
maybe 50% of what I'm eating right now. And I had flab all over me. I gained weight. It's not going to work over time. So I know it's not the most attractive appeal when someone comes to me for help, but sometimes we have to make sure that your, your nutrition is on point, that your immune system is strong again. That's right. Your metabolism is strong again. I'm thinking coronavirus right now. Yeah. <laughs> Our head is right there, man. I know what you're talking about, man. It's crazy. But that's the big thing too, is you see a lot of like the prime example is like someone that you talk to in the gym or you see them and they look the same year to year to year, no matter what their age is. It's usually in a little bit old, in older in older people, like around like, you know, 30s, 40s and 50s. It's like yep. every single year, they're not changing at all. Nothing yeah. has changed. They look the same. They feel the same. And you go talk to them as a coach or as a personal trainer and you ask them, how much do you eat? You know, they're like, what am I doing wrong, Anthony? They have a head. It's, as soon as you start working in a gym, it's like every question comes to you and that's fine. That's why we're there. We are there to help as a coach, no matter what, like Brian, like you said earlier, bro, in the beginning of the podcast, you're just trying to help as many people right now as possible. And that's the honest to God truth with coaches, man. If you have a good coach that is just there trying to help people, you know, to help you no matter what, that's a good coach. If you need to talk to someone and pay for a phone call, that's not a good coach for you. Do not buy into that. You know what I'm saying? A phone call is nothing to us, but you see these people that are the same every single year. You ask them how much you eat, you know, I eat three, four, five times a day and blah, blah, blah. It's like, do you track your food? No. So you have no idea what's actually going on. And when it comes down to it, they're eating almost around a thousand to 1200 calories. And it's like, okay, that's enough for your, your teenage son or daughter. Like that is not, that is not enough food for a fucking adult who is a male or a female. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. Right. Absolutely. And my biggest problem with that is they'll be eating, you know, anywhere from a thousand to 1500 calories Monday through Friday. And then the weekends with beer, with fried food, takeout, they're eating 3000 calories. That's when your cortisol is going to raise alone because you're asking your body to digest double the amount of food that you used to. That's the same thing when we try to have people um, adhere to a fat loss phase, right? If you knock off just something like uh, 300 calories a day and then you go into the weekend, right? Like, let's talk yep. about that really quick. What do you think happens there, guys? You're cutting out calories Monday through Friday. Next thing you know, you're going out for drinks, pizza with the guys or the girls on Saturday night. All those calories you just saved throughout the week are back up. Brian, what, what's, the, what's the major one problem with that? So I like to go back to the treadmill analogy. I know I've had a couple of stories that you commented on. Appreciate that always. Um, so just imagine that you run maybe two miles on the treadmill every day. After a while, you're not going to be sweating. You're going to be used to it, whatever. But then let's say the next day I ask you to run four miles. How tired are you going to be? How, how badly are your feet going to hurt when you're done? How much huffing and puffing are you going to be doing? How many breaks are you going to need to, to fulfill those four miles? That is your metabolism. Your body in that example is your metabolism. I love that analogy, man. That's so great, man. That's I love trying to, to put things into words. I'm going to use that too. I'm going to steal that, by the way. I've, I've, seen, <laughs> I, I've, seen, I've seen you use it so many times. I'm like, damn, that's a good one, Brian. I got to use that shit. But it's, it's the honest to God truth too. And it's like we become metabolically adapted to what we're doing in, in like all aspects of life. We can even go back to what you're saying with progressive overload. It's yep. the same exact thing. You have to understand. You know, it's like we have to put that pressure on to become a diamond, right? It, that is the yep. honest to God truth. Without that pressure, nothing's growing. And of course, we all want to, you know, look better, you know, that's a big goal, right? We want to look better naked. That's like the whole main yep. goal. And we want to look in the mirror and be happy with the fucking person that is looking back. Cause I believe the mindset around a lot of things is we look at these Instagram models and all these things. And like, you guys, that's not real life. We got to get our yep. headspace out of there. Absolutely. And it can be so simple. If you begin logging your nutrition, I think many people, when they hear the term logging nutrition or writing down what they're eating or planning out their meals, 
it's a negative energy that they feel. It's a negative perception that comes along with logging your nutrition. But one of the reasons that, that I logged my nutrition to begin with was because I wanted to have a bowl of ice cream at night yep. and not sweat it. I wanted to have another breast of chicken and not worry about gaining weight. And I'd say nine out of my 10 clients, when they begin with me, if they haven't logged their nutrition previously, when they start doing that, they realize how much more room they have to actually be healthy and eat more food. And it's just giving you that better mindset around food, right? Absolutely. Like, like we always say, it's like, you talk to people like, well, that, that, that's, that's a bad food. I don't eat that. And it's like, dude, homie, there's no bad foods or good foods here. You know, yep. you have to lay down that education. It's like, if you're gaining weight, you're in a surplus. If you're losing weight, you're in a deficit. And it really cut and cut and dry and, and the meat and potatoes of the thing is like, that's the honest to God truth. I mean, it, it, it really is. Yep, absolutely. I think many people don't realize that your weight is determined by calories in, calories out. That's all it is. Now, your body composition is where the carbs, proteins, and fats come into play. But many people think if you have a carb, if you have that pasta tonight, you're going to gain all that weight. No, that's not how it happens. And I think that's a huge misconception, too, is like, they're like, oh, yeah, Brian, okay, I'm going to have that plate of pasta tonight, and I'm going to weigh myself this morning or right before I eat yep. it, I'm going to weigh myself in the morning, and I'm three, four pounds heavier. How do yep. you explain that? So when your carbs break down, they turn into glycogen. Glycogen is the, um, the major source of exercise that your body uses while you're working out. So that's just going to shed off. That weight is temporary. So many of my clients struggle with that when I raise their carbs. They're saying, hey, I'm about two pounds heavier today. What's going on? we need less calories, less calories, Brian. I'm like, no, like, let's stay on the ship right now. It's just temporary. If you can just weigh yourself again in five days, you know, when we complete week one, it's going to fall off. And I love the body composition thing that I'm going to digress a little bit to what you said about the body yep. composition, because it's like, you've seen so many graphs like that. If you take a man or a woman at all different heights, right, but they're all the same weight, that's the picture you have to look at, you know, like, what if, what if your body changed in a year from now? If you started right now at yep. this time, this day, next year, you weighed the exact same, but you looked in the mirror and you could get into that bathing suit and you saw muscle definition and you were a healthier, better person. Isn't that a great trade-off? Absolutely. And that's one of my three staples. So as far as assessing your progress, I want you to log your nutrition, log your workouts, which many people don't do. I use my iPhone notepad. If my coach gives me a workout program, I will type it into my iPhone notepad, put 10 times or whatever, six times or whatever, whatever the weight is. And that's how I assess myself. And then number three to go along with that, excuse me, is just taking progress for this. Yeah. People do not realize that you could be the exact same weight, like you said, but 10 inches smaller around your stomach. It's amazing. That's the biggest thing I try to push. I try to push pictures and measurements every two to three weeks uh, throughout. If, if someone's good at it, you know, I, I have a lot of clients too that like I would like them to weigh themselves daily if they have the great mindset around that that's okay. And usually right. if you're like, I don't want to step on the scale. I'm like, cool, take your scale you have right now, throw it in the garbage, show me that you're throwing it away. And I'm going to erase your weight section off of your food log. I'm going to take that out for you. So you never have to know about that. But you have to send me pictures and we have to take measurements. That is Absolutely. the truest form of what's going on. Like, <laughs> what if at the end of the month you, you put, you put an inch or an inch and a half on your arms and your legs. It's like, yep. dude, think about that. And then, you, and then your waist went in an inch. Like think about that, yep. that, com that comparison right there. Your arms are bigger. You have more muscle, obviously more muscle on your legs and your waist went down. Uh, yep. And I love that diagram of, you know, one pound of fat versus one pound of muscle. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, it's amazing how much larger that one pound of fat is. 
Yeah, lean muscle is small. It is yep. small, and it takes a lot to put it on, not to mention it takes a lot to keep it on. But you yep. said, too, when I asked you what people could do, you, you, you pushed protein per meal. Why is that so important? Uh, so to make it simple, obviously, protein um, helps build muscle, retain muscle. But theoretically, the more muscle mass that we have in our body, the more higher or the higher that our metabolic rate will be. So how fast you can burn calories in and out, how fast you can burn fat, how fast you can burn carbs during your workout. So more muscle equals um, more fat loss to make it simple. Yeah. And then what's a good number everyone should be shooting for even just your regular gen pop people. What's a good number for protein per body weight? So depending on your goal, I'd say anywhere from 0.7 to 1.2 times your body weight. Perfect. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's like the more active that you are, obviously, and you're going to have a little bit more if you're looking for that bodybuilder esque type of body, you know, and guys, guys and girls, especially, it's like, you're not just going to go to the gym for a month and lift heavy and look like a bodybuilder. It's not how it works. Right. Even Absolutely. if you are putting in that, that 1.1 gram of, you know, a little bit above your body weight and that's, you know, so Brian, what do you say? You're at 163 or something, 170 right now? Yeah, 162 or something like that right now, yeah. Yeah, so what's your, uh, what's your protein at right now? Are you keeping the, obviously keeping protein higher right now with your cut, but? Yeah, my protein's at about 200 grams right now. Yeah, see, so that's- keep it a little bit higher. And what's the reasoning behind that? Uh, so just because of how intense my workouts have been, I'm also, my knee is also up as well. There's some days where I walk 20,000 steps per day. I just want to make sure that my muscle has the protein that it needs to be retained. And I think in the Western diet too, it's like, man, it's like you see protein, it's way low. And we live in a, in a high fat, high carb world right now. Yep. And just shifting that, I think people automatically just feel better. Absolutely. And it's such a big thing too. And it's like, if you just focus a little bit more on protein, even if, it, even if you have to supplement with one to two shakes a day, have that. And I'm cool with that. Is it as good as a chicken breast or a piece of lean turkey? Like I get it. There's different protein. Right. We, don't, we don't have to get into the science of that. But hey, if it forces you to put another 50 to 75 grams in your body through two smoothies, dude, I'm all fucking for that. Like for yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever you need to do. I think a big misconception with protein, especially among women, is that protein makes you bulky. If you're in a caloric deficit, you're not going to be bulky. It's going to be impossible. It's science. Trust me. And it takes a very, very, very long time for you to look like a muscular woman or a muscular Absolutely. man. You know, it, it takes a long time to do yeah. that and consistency and, you know, not going out on the week. I mean, it's crazy what people like conceive in your head. If you just go ahead and flip that switch and just have a little bit more protein and veg and, you know, and that's a great thing too. I do push, yep. I do push like one or two protein uh, drinks on my, on my clients too, because they can, I tell them then load it with berries and load it with frozen spinach. Yep. It's like, you're getting more of that food in. of course Everything you can track it, but it's like, it's a little trick, you know, like let's get, let's yep. get those better micros. You're like, I don't like veggies. I have an idea. Put it in a fucking blender. Like, yep. <laughs> and, suck, and suck that down, you know? If protein made you bulky, imagine us at 16. You know what I mean? It would have been much easier. <laughs> <laughs> we would have no problems. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't yep. have been that kid. I wouldn't have looked like that, you know? Absolutely. But hey, bro, we're coming up on the hour. I just want to say uh, thank you so much for being on, man. I really appreciate your time and energy, dude. And if, um, where can everybody find you at, man? Share everything that you're on right now and kind of where they can find you to get some of your coaching on. Yes, I'm on Instagram right now. Handle is Brian McCormick Fit. Um, I also offered free discovery calls. If you have any questions about nutrition, about exercise, there's no charge, no pressure. I am just there to be your resource. Um, for the next coming two months, I'd say, I'm going to be offering 10% off my coaching as well. I'm offering 16 weeks of coaching right now with my package. That's awesome, man. I think that's a big thing with the calls too. And for the calls too, it's like you, you, it's an assessment and the setup and what we can do, right? Like basically give them their RX, their prescription over that phone call, right? Absolutely. It's just, sometimes it's just simple. Like 
people, when they call me, they think I need to turn their life around or turn their world upside down. And I'm just basically saying, hey, work out less, sleep more. Sometimes that is just the answer. It takes five minutes. And from there, you're going to get your dream results. I think that's a big thing that we can take away from this podcast is, you know, move a little bit more, sleep a little bit more, and don't kill yourself in the gym eight days a week. And I think a lot of Absolutely. things will change for you. But Brian, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you for talking to the community today. Uh, thanks, Anthony. I appreciate it. I will be yeah. looking forward to your food pictures later on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to purposely tag you in the next like two months of my food pictures. Oh, You're going to just unfollow. But hey, uh, community, thank you so much for your time and energy as well as Brian's. I always like to end the conversation with this. Thank you so much for all your likes and subscribing to the podcast and all that good stuff. Please go and follow Brian McCormick Fit. Guys, hit him up with any, any questions you do have, guys or girls. Hit him up with any questions that you do have. He will DM and he will get on the phone call with you to fix all those things. So without you guys, I um, wouldn't be able to do what we do. And without you guys, Brian and I probably wouldn't have met. And without you guys, this podcast would not be here. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for being on. Brian, thank you so much, dude. All right, thanks, Anthony. Thank you guys so, so, so much for your time and your energy listening to the Everyday Growth Podcast. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I know I had a blast talking to Brian and I felt like I was talking to like my little brother, man. I really do. I feel like I feel like we're on the same page when you just click with those right people in your in your space and same people that have the same head on their shoulders that follow following the same paths as you. You just really want to work with those people and grow together. And guys, thank you so much. If you could do a huge, huge, huge favor, please go to the podcast if you haven't already hit that subscribe button leave a comment down below with how you like the how you like this episode and other episodes or if you like to hear something going forward or have a guest suggestion throw it at my dm or throw that in the comments too i'll eventually see that you could probably hit me up with the dm i'll see that asap because i'm always on instagram and guys guys i keep forgetting to mention this at the end of every podcast please go on youtube and look up my new YouTube channel. It is brand new and you can actually put my face and all the other guests' face with a name and you can see them as we go over this because this is not in person. It is obviously in other states and we do it via via uh, Zoom or Skype call. And guys, now you get to put the faces with the name. So please go subscribe, leave comments, leave likes. You guys, it's not just that's going to help me move up because I know it will, but you know, for people like myself who have a podcast and content creators and, and nutritional coaches that I have on here, like you guys, those things drive us to be better. It helps us perform our craft and sharpen those tools even more. But you guys, everything that you guys do and hit those likes, that, that's our blood, sweat, and tears. And we work our asses off for that. So please, please, please go subscribe on both of those platforms. And I'm trying to grow the YouTube channel. I'm trying to monetize it, guys. And what that means, it has to have um, 1,000 subscribers and over 4,000 watch hours. And that to me just sounds so bonkers because I just started it and I can't even fathom getting that many. So you guys, if you like enjoy this, if you don't enjoy it, please leave a comment. Either way, it's okay. I love criticism. Please go on there. Please subscribe to both platforms. And guys, like always, go to Ambition Threads Company. Check out their website and use code every day at the checkout for 20% off. Again, guys, I get nothing from that. It's just something I'm trying to help out with this company. So guys, peace and love like always. Take care. See you next time.